Good morning. <laughs> Welcome back to The Political Strategist. This is your host, Brenda K. Sanders, for the podcast. I thank you for coming back to the podcast. Uh, it's early Sunday morning, uh, and I'm looking at another uh, radiation cloud outside my window. And uh, let me tell you, uh, these clouds are very dangerous. They're very painful uh, to um, exist around, even if there is no heat facilitating uh, their harm. Uh, I drove down from Michigan in, in a from one state to another to uh, a. I'm sorry, I had to um, disable the notifications. To a, from one state to another, from Michigan to Ohio, to uh, through Kentucky and uh, Tennessee, through the radiation clouds. So they're very painful. Um, they are. Um, they will dissipate, but when they are released into the airspace at a heavy uh, at a uh, high level, I mean, they just uh, sit there. And then I believe there are even more chemical uh, combinations that uh, sustain the chemical and radiation clouds in the air for a long period of time before they dissipate. This contributes to torture. Uh, if, they're, if you're exposed to any kind of air through, I mean, maybe your air vents in your car, which is normal, or... Uh, you roll down the window. Uh, if you have a dog like I do that loves to ride in the window, um, or just for any, you know, menial reason, maybe stop to get food and, and, and drive through, you will feel the torture of the radiation clouds. I call them chemical clouds because I don't know what else is up there. But if you've been through the torture that I've been through, you. Uh, <laughs> can readily explain that these clouds are dangerous. They're dangerous. And if heated, they become even more dangerous. The thing is, it's ra- if it's radiation, radiation <clears throat> can harm, call it, cause the burning of the skin, and, 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 and uh, they're in very extreme ways. Uh, why do the clouds... Uh, why do they cause radiation? Well, because it's, it's chemical. It's a chemical in the air. And uh, I know that it may be aimed at me. Maybe not, just me. But certainly, it is chemical warfare, if you will. And when you think of chemical warfare, you think of um, a, a, a war, really, because it's the worst kind of uh uh, warfare. I mean, you know, it's no one's gun being pointed at you. Um, it is a warfare that you can only fight if you cover up. And, and you know, and that's the only way you have to cover yourself and, and, and you know, get radiation uh, resistant clothing, radiate radiation resistant uh, headgear to fight the, the attacks. And that's how you cover up. But what causes, what happens usually when there's a radiation attack? Another thing is you, you, you will have, a, sometimes I don't 
sense it all the time, uh, very much uh, discomfort when you're cooking, when you're cooking. And why? Because the heat is there. The heat is there. So while you're cooking your roast or cooking uh, just, you know, normal, sometimes you can experience very much discomfort and even enough discomfort where your heart may be imperiled because of these chemicals. I've done it. I've felt it a million times. And sometimes having to cook and wait for these chemicals. Now, these are chemicals you can't see, you can't detect. The, when, the, the, when the smoke, uh, when the uh, cooking is going to be detrimental, I can't detect that. Uh, I can see the, the chemicals outside like I do this morning. It is 7.37 and they are already out there. Now, I'm going to tell you why. These are chemical clouds. They're, they're, they're radiation clouds. Because, you know, when you do, do, uh, do for a sunny day, when you do, ask any meteorologist, when you do for a sunny day, there's not that kind of heavy uh, cloud cover uh, on a sunny day. Usually, if the skies are clear, they're clear. There's very rarely do you have uh, moisture in the air uh, that that exists at, at at dawn when the sun is already uh, uh, um, emitting heat, and high heat, and and then you know these clouds uh, uh, persist when the sun is rising. I I would tell you this: it's not the way it's done. And these radiation clouds are outside every morning. They, if you get up around 5.30, you will see black clouds. You will see black radiation clouds. And that's when the dissipation has not started. They're black, the black clouds. Uh, and, and then they dissipate and start to turn gray. And, and, and then they, they will dissipate. And then as your day goes on and you wake up, you think it's normal outside. And already the chemicals and the radiation has uh, had an opportunity to blend into your air space. And of course be uh, uh, reduced uh, or add, uh, be reduced to what I would call a... a, a conduit for torture uh, with the sun and when you see fog it has the same effect if there are chemical there are chemical fogs uh, that are, are, are also very harmful I think the best thing is to have a well insulated house which I don't think I do I think this house is a house that was built in 1979 and so it needs to be the windows need to be refurbished I believe the insulation will help uh, eliminate any uh, sustained uh, uh, pain when you're, you know, going about your daily activities. The use of electronics also um, help to cause burning sensations and even pain in your chest. I felt electrical shocks as well because of these chemical presence and of course the cell towers are the outside my door. I have a double whammy of it, triple whammy because there's two cell towers out outside of my door. But as you go about your day, you, like I said, cooking, uh, using your phone 
um, using any electronics, looking at TV. I pretty much, I mean, I have uh, several TVs, uh, you know, and a few years ago I bought a big 55-inch TV, and, uh, you know, I used to love it. But it, 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 with the presence of the radiation clouds, it's very difficult to look at that TV. First of all, they have the sophistication now where your electronics can emit ice cold signals. They can emit hot sim- signals. And so usually when it's ice cold outside, they uh, cause these electronics to emit to emit ice cold air. When it's hot outside, the, the, the electronics emit uh, hot air. I mean, I've been through this. I can polygraph about all of this because it's the government, it's the military orchestrating all of these um, um, electronic attacks. It's called electronic harassment. Uh, and like I said, if you're driving in your car, sometimes you can even feel like your dashboard is is burning you. That is the presence of a radiation or some other chemical that uh, when combined with the heat of maybe the engine of your vehicle or your dashboard will cause you to feel discomfort, pain, and even a heart attack. I've seen a couple of uh, stories lately where someone was driving and they're driving, they had a heart attack. And I, I immediately said, well, they were probably tortured and attacked with their own dashboard because of these, uh, you know, ominous pr- uh, chemicals that have been uh, created to cause torture and to have a severe negative impact on the physical body. So when the chemicals are out, these will be times when you have difficulty using your phone, cooking, uh, looking at TV, or using any type of electronic. It will be and can be hazardous to you. Uh, You ignore the sensations of, you know, hey, oh, golly, I felt like I got stabbed in my chest. I felt like I got stabbed in my neck. Uh, And uh, no, that's the uh, physical torture that you're feeling when these chemicals are in the air. Let me tell you, it's not for just for play. These chemicals actually exact harm, they exact torture, and extreme levels are lethal. And so that's what happens when you when you have chemical uh, 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 warfare in your communities. And now, as I travel from Michigan all the way down here back to South Carolina, nothing but chemical warfare. So many of us are experiencing chemical warfare and we don't even know what's going on. You wake up in the morning with extreme pain in your legs. That's a result of radiation clouds, especially since you've probably taken the, that made the attempt to, to turn on your heat or turn on a heater or electronic device during the night. Uh, for instance, this morning I woke awakened with extreme uh, pain in my left leg. And I know it's because I tried to um, heat. And it, you also feel ice cold air. You think it's God's air. It's not. It's, it's chemically induced, uh, chemically reduced, I'm sorry, produced 
uh, it's ice cold air. It doesn't feel like normal cold air. You can tell the difference. Ice cold air. And then, of course, it um, leads to your need to turn on heat. Then that, of course, causes the uh, chemical torture. So it's a chain reaction, so to speak. And so all of it is chemically produced, chemically imposed in our in our atmosphere. Uh, what should you do when you when you know the chemical radiation clouds like we see every day? The best thing, if you can afford it, if you can afford it, is to get radio. Uh, radioactive resistant clothing, radioactive resistant uh, hats, uh, or, or, or um, yeah, or, or cloth or material, and that's the way that you have to survive. That's the best way. Secondly, I was I would uh, I I found it hard to do as well, but to shut off all electronic devices. The heating devices are the most difficult to shut off because, you know, you need heat. And, uh, but, or either what I've tried to do is put them in another room where I'm not present at the, in the room actually, and then hopefully the air will, uh, you know, flow into the room where I am at a safe uh, distance. That you can do that with your hating devices, but it pretty much forces us to uh, stop using the computer when you can. Now, you can't always do that. Someone like me, when I have to do, use my computer to work, and now that we're in the computer age, electronic age, everybody needs a computer. So it's very difficult for our, uh, the, the, you know, when you're in an airspace that has radiation and chemical. Uh, presence, the presence of radiation and other chemicals that lend themselves to torture. It's very difficult. Very, very difficult. And then, of course, go to your voting booth. Go to your voting booth. Go to your voting booth and vote out the people that are allowing if they're not doing they're turning their head the other way and saying nothing. Um, Those are the same people in my opinion, that are doing it, actually pulling the switch. And the airplane pilots that are taking off from the airports to uh, commit these crimes, because that's what they are. Uh, And it's our government. It's our government that's doing this. And um, the planes that are flown in order to do it, or even if it's drones disseminating chemicals, it's still a criminal act every day. These people should be charged criminally, and they should be uh, made to serve jail time. You can't harm human beings. See, they can do it on the ground. If someone were to come up to you on the ground and hit you in the head, you, oh, wow, that's a crime. But see, and they do it from the air, they consider it to be, you know, they're, they're, they're not liable, but they are liable. They just hit you in the head from the air rather than the ground. So they are liable. And these are criminal acts daily. Imagine the, the airplane pilots that are flying these planes, disseminating these chemicals every day. These are criminal people. I would suggest to, uh, I, I'm going to try to find out that, uh, get F- uh, 
FOIA requests to see who's flying the planes, who's flying the planes, who's scheduled today to fly and disseminate these chemicals, who are the names of the pilots, who are they working for. That's the kind of um, uh, defense that must be mounted to uh, counter these chemical attacks. You may not be aware that you're in one, but I mean, you can look up in the sky and know these chemicals are matriculating everywhere, pretty much. Um, and, uh, uh, you know, anyone is subject to be a, a victim of this kind of uh, warfare. Uh, I've uh, been in every state so far, and uh, no, the only state I, I recently, the only state that felt normal was the state of Georgia, and so um, you know, it, 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 that's the only thing, the only place that felt normal. But I believe these chemicals are. Uh, I know my friend in Winston Salem, North Carolina. She sees drones and all kinds of things over her house as well and my friend in Tennessee. And so the, these things are, have permeated our country. Our government is sponsoring these activities, and they're harming people. And if they harm me, they're going to harm you because the, this is chemical air warfare, and you're not even aware of it. Well, you know, when we are not aware of issues, that's when we, uh, you know, don't take action. But when we are aware of issues that that is when it's time to take action. Of course, the first thing we should do as well is challenge the public officials that are in office right now that can only say one thing. We know about it. We're doing nothing about it. And that is just as bad as having the that the the the, the plane or or, or the, the handle in your hand that causes the uh, dissemination of these harmful chemicals. Uh, Congressman Joe Wilson Senator Lindsey Graham, uh, President Biden, all of you are criminals and should be charged. I have uh, daily, on a daily basis, reported these incidents to the FBI, and they've done nothing. And they're supposed to be the, you know, law enforcement investigative arm of our government. And uh, even maybe the local governments could do something. I'm going to start reporting to them. But that is uh, how we get these criminals out of the air, get the criminals out of the planes uh, in order to deal with this chemical warfare. Well, thank you again for listening. Uh, Thank you for tuning in to the political strategists. I know I've uh, not been on here for a minute, but uh, thank you for tuning in. And those are the things I can think of to tell you about chemical warfare. And one more thing, I mean, the extreme thing is try to move out of your location, but I've tried that, and uh, it is very possible that the chemical warfare will follow you wherever you go, so you have to cover yourself from it, and, and that's the word of the Lord to me, just a couple of days, you have to cover yourself from these chemicals, from these chemical attacks, um, and so that's that's why I have come on the podcast. Uh, thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Uh, In the next podcast, I'll I'll talk about the effects, uh, physical effects of the chemical warfare. What does it look like? What does it feel like? 
and uh, so you can know what it's like, go to your doctor. There's also, you know how when people have to do radiation treatments, how they get ill, they get sick, they get nauseated. That is the same thing with these radiation attacks as well. Uh, You may not know why you're getting sick. You may not know why you feel dizzy. You may not know why you feel, uh, uh, um, you know, like uh, weak, but uh, blurry eyes is also a side effect of it as well. So, okay, Uh, hopefully I can see you back here on The Political Strategist and um, and we can, uh, I can further talk about the, the effects of these attacks. Thank you for tuning in. Thank you for listening. Talk to you next time.